Welcome to How You Spend Your Days. The goal of this show is to explore debt, break down the stigma around talking about money, and share my own journey of becoming debt-free. My name is Colin Loretz, and in episode 13, we are talking about how to save money without becoming a hermit. And this is important because uh, oftentimes when people throw themselves at the goal of trying to get out of debt, they will sometimes set unrealistic uh, goals. And the issue here is that you're not going to make any progress if you set goals that are too high, too strict, uh, too fast, and then you end up uh, not making any progress at all. Uh, And then kind of burdening yourself with just feeling bad and feeling guilty about not being able to uh, do this. And if you look at some of the things like personal finance, Reddit, and all these other just places where you'll find personal finance, you know, armchair quarterback type situations, uh, you know, they love to relish in the idea that they are living this aesthetic lifestyle and that, you know, this extreme examples of frugality and not spending and that any way that someone else is spending their money is the wrong way. And I think coming up with a plan that works for you, um, that lines up with the things that you care about, the things that you enjoy doing is important. And if it's cutting back on going out to eat or shopping, whatever that might be, um, you can still do that, but setting goals around it so that maybe instead of you know, trying to get go from one thousand to five hundred dollars. Maybe you go from one thousand to uh, eight hundred, and then to seven hundred, and then to six hundred month after month. Uh, whatever that is to you, you're not going to be able to just squash it all the way down to zero and you know be this uh, you know Zen master of uh, savings. You're not going to be able to cut it out completely. Um, now there might be things that you can cut out completely easily. Um, those are things that if you go and look and inventory your expenses, you may find things that you don't use. You can get rid of those. Um, but for the most part, you know, a lot of our spending comes from these learned behaviors that we have, socializing, shopping, things like that. And so, uh, I encourage you to just kind of think about what it is that you want to be able to save for, whether that's getting out of debt, saving money and putting it away, um, investing, um, working towards financial independence, whatever that might be. Now, when we say saving money without becoming a hermit, uh, or in my case, you know, paying down debt without going into full cockroach mode, this isn't to say that the debt isn't important. Obviously, you know, as Mr. Money Mustache puts it, you know, your debt, my debt, it's a hair on fire emergency. It's something that needs to be addressed and cannot be put off. Uh, and so how do we operate day to day with that emergency constantly, you know, working towards paying it off, um, but also being able to have some space to uh, live day to day. So I'm going to talk about some of the things that I am doing now. These are the things that I've been uh, implementing in my own life uh, since the show started and since I've started focusing and paying attention to these things. Um, And then there's going to be some things that I hope that you'll also look at in your own spending and your own lives. uh, And, you know, again, address whether or not this is the right thing for you. Um, These are things that worked for me. They're things that um, have been passed on to me in terms of advice. uh, And so they fit with what I'm looking to do. Um, At the same time, I've had people recommend things that just don't fit my lifestyle. uh, And that doesn't necessarily have to mean, you know, um, eating every single meal at home uh, or never going out. It just means figuring out where your priorities are um, and paying attention on and having awareness on where your money is going. So uh, I'm going to start this off by just talking about a book that I'm reading. Uh, I'm in the middle of 
Get Money by Kristen Wong. I'm going to be looking forward to talking about that more as I finish it. Um, But why it's relevant here is I I just got through the section where she talks about um, frugality and just being uh, versus being cheap and how to think about um, substitutions in your life so that you can stop spending money on things that you don't care about and essentially give your money a job. That's been a big purpose. a big theme in her book has been, you know, money without a job tends to be spent mindlessly. And so uh, I really encourage you to check out that book. Um, it's written in a really fun tone. Um, it's not, you know, a financial textbook. Uh, I really enjoy it so far. And we'll dive into it more, probably have a whole episode just on Get Money. Um, but I think some of the things that she brings up um, are figuring out how to take things that you spend every month. Maybe you go look at your your own inventory of expenses and figure out what things don't I use? Let's get rid of those. What things can I minimize? Um, and that might be, you know, your cell phone bill. Uh, a lot of people are on name brand cell phone um, carriers like AT&T, T-Mobile, uh, Verizon. Um, there are off-contract um providers that can get you a different deal. Uh, So things like Ting and Cricket. Um, So if you think that, you know, using your phone is important to you, but spending a lot of money on your carrier isn't, looking at alternatives to that uh, is important. I actually have uh, an AT&T family plan that makes my um, bill very affordable. Um, But, you know, I used to be spending upwards of $90 to $100 a month on my carrier, uh, and since I made that sh- switch to the family plan, I'm spending more uh, around $25 a month, uh, which is a huge decrease um, for me. And again, it's one of those things that I just thought I had to pay the $90 a month because that's the cheapest plan that AT&T had. Um, and that wasn't even unlimited data or anything like that. And so, you know, thinking about those things and figuring out, you know, are there people you can go in on a family plan with? Um and just make it so that it, it's more of a fixed cost and something that you know and can expect. Um, other bills that Kristen suggests looking into uh, were things like power bills. Um, I've done this, and uh, my local power company offers a fixed rate, um, essentially an average. So they look at your historical info um, and when you might have peaks in either the winter or the summer, depending on how um, insulated your home is. Um, or your apartment, they allow you to make um, consistent payments every month. And so, yes, in some months, it may be a little bit more than what you might uh, have paid with just the uh, regular billing. But the idea here is that you're going to be paying an average across every month so that you'll end up with a lower um, uh, amount so that you don't have to worry about fluctuations and things like that. And you know exactly what to expect. Uh, I know that we've talked about this in one of the early episodes. Tanya actually, um, you know, we, she mentioned that she keeps her house um, colder than than most people would. You can always put on more clothes when it's colder. Um, and then in the more spring and summer months, especially where we live, um, tends to be fairly temperate where you don't need to be worrying about running um, energy um, to keep things hot and cold. So, uh, you know, whatever works for you, um, definitely look into something like a fixed rate for your power. Um, This can apply for other bills as well. If you look at things like, are you paying water? Are you paying um, gas, um, waste disposal, all that kind of stuff? Um, 
Another one, um, this is actually not in her book, but one of my friends recommended this, um, which is because of my spending that used to be fairly high at coffee shops, uh, he recommended the Cash App. Um, And the Cash App is from um, Square. And if you go to cash.app, you can learn more about this. Um, But what's really cool about this app is that you can send money to other people similar to like Venmo or Apple Pay. But they actually allow you to order a physical Cash App card. And if you use that Cash App card, you actually get um, what are called Cash Boost bonuses. And with that, um, right now, the Cash Boost bonus is $1 off at coffee shops. And so if you're going to coffee shops a lot, a dollar off, you know, if you're going to be doing it anyway, is is a great deal. Um, you don't need to have, a, you know, a, an app for a specific coffee shop. You don't have to use a punch card, all that kind of stuff. It's just taken care of on the cash app side. So check that out if you use uh, a few frequent coffee shops uh, and cafes. Um, I believe the cash boost bonus is something that changes and you can see that in the app. Um, but you essentially load money onto your Cash App card that you use, um, which I think is also a good way of maybe giving yourself an allowance. If you're going to um, go to coffee shops and you want to do some budgeting, you can load up that Cash App card with that and then use that as you go just to kind of know where you're at. Um, one of the other big sections that uh, Kristen talks about is coupons and saving money kind of retroactively. Like maybe you made a purchase Uh, and then something goes on sale or uh, just kind of price comparisons and things like that. The three things that she recommended, um, one was called Coupon Sherpa. Uh, I don't use something like this um, generically. I do have the um, Cartwheel app for Target, uh, which shows you all the deals for for Target at any given time. And so I'll use that for things that I know I need to buy. Um, like I have cats, so buying cat litter and cat food and things like that. I'm always looking for that in Cartwheel. Um, so Cartwheel is an app specific to Target. Um, but Coupon Sherpa actually has coupons for um, all kinds of um, stores that you can check out. And then if you're buying things online, um, you've probably seen ads for this before, but Honey uh, is a browser plugin that will automatically look for uh, active promo codes for things that you are um, buying when you're in checkout. And so if you're already going to be buying this thing and you've convinced yourself that you want to still buy it, um, check out both of those so you can see uh, if there's any extra savings that you can add to um, to those purchases. Um, another really interesting one is called Paribus, P-A-R-I-B-U-S. Um, what this does is it actually needs to talk to your email inbox and anything that you buy, it will keep a, keep track of and let you know if it's been discounted in any way. And so they're looking to see, okay, you bought this jacket on this website and you know a week later they see that it's gone on sale. And so they do that work for you and, and that allows you to save money that way, which um, is a pretty nifty service. So check those things out. I personally don't use those three things. Again, I, I use Cartwheel. Um, I don't spend uh, a lot of time buying things on Amazon uh, right now. That's something that I kind of just um, stopped doing before I even started this. Um, I just find that I don't need to buy a lot of things. Um, With that in mind, I would say knowing your triggers is important um, where frugality is concerned. Like if you're trying to not spend money on buying things for your home and you know that when you go into Target, you buy things for your home, 
then I would say avoiding target is a pretty good idea. Um, another trigger might be you're at home and you're just aimlessly shopping through Amazon. Uh, that's likely to be another trigger. Uh, you don't necessarily know what you're searching for. You're just looking for things that you might like or uh, going down that endless rabbit hole of you know other things that people purchased and things like that. Um, keep those in mind so that you can avoid putting yourself into an environment where you're going to be more primed to spend money. I'm not trying to get you to not buy anything, but instead to have some intent behind it and to make meaningful purchases. So buy things that you know you're going to use, uh, buy things that uh, are going to fulfill you in some way. And so uh, with this comes down to buying quality items over crappy items. And there's a few things to think about here because you could buy something that you want to have in your home and you buy the cheapest version of that thing and then it breaks and then you either need to buy a new one or you need to now spend time and energy to like figure out can it be fixed um, and then you know that thing it becomes a project and sits around in your yeah, in your drawer for a while until you get to it and then eventually you're probably going to buy a new one and now you have a half working one and a fully functioning one and who knows how long that's going to last and so buying something that is designed for obsolescence is obviously a bad thing right a lot of our products today are being built uh, and sold to us uh, and not necessarily made to last a long time and so you know this might be clothes this might be kitchen utensils and gadgets or whatever that might be in your home so i would encourage you to look at things and figure out is there the thing that I'm going to buy, is there a good quality version of this? And that doesn't mean that it has to be the most expensive version or the most fully loaded version of that thing um, because there's a good option at almost every price point. And the, one of the sites that I use for this is wirecutter.com. Uh, Wirecutter um, has a whole bunch of very, very in-depth electronics and home. And now they have so many other categories um, just reviews of products where you will find the best TV, the best router, the best um, sheets, you know, all these different things. They put all of them to the test. They give you a bunch of options like here's the, you know, the best option no matter what, which might be the most expensive option. Um, and then they offer a budget pick. They offer, you know, a good list of here's all the different things that we tried. Here's how we tested them. And they're doing all the work so that you can make sure that you have something um, that's going to last. And uh, we've used Wirecutter to buy things for the collective, um, the office here. And, you know, we bought the coffee grinder that they recommended because it's being used by, uh, you know, it's being used hundreds of times a week. And we've had that thing for five, six years, you know, again, hundreds, hundreds of times a week with no issue. Um, you know, versus us buying the the one that we see at Target without really doing any research uh, and then having it break on us because of overuse. Uh, so just, again, things to think about. This, again, goes the same for things like shoes, you know, having one good quality pair of boots that can last you multiple seasons versus something that's just going to disintegrate when you first encounter real weather um, is another important thing. Are you buying things? Uh, that are made to, uh, you know, disintegrate and be replaced? Or are you buying things that you're going to enjoy wearing and that you're going to continue wearing and can be, um, you know, worn for many, many seasons? So those are some things to think about. Um, but really the big reason behind all of these things and why I've been thinking about, like, how do you 
uh, find frugal substitutions for things is how can I instead take the difference of what I would have spent and put that away for savings. Uh, right now, one of my current goals is to build up that $1,000 emergency fund. Uh, I am now at $700, so we're 70% of the way there um, with the goal of hopefully being at 1000 by exactly a month from now. So um, that will be great. Um, but the only way I could get there was, again, having a tent uh, around where my money was going. And so I'm personally using Simple.com um, as my bank. And with that, I am using their goals feature, which allows you to create a goal. Uh, and in there, I've set a $1,000 goal for savings. And it's automatically taking money from my regular checking account and putting it into that goal. What's really cool about Simple uh, is that once that account reaches $2,000, their savings accounts has uh, an annual yield of 2.02%, which is pretty good for a savings account. Uh, and, you know, having it in there allows me to, like, focus on storing my emergency um, savings in there and keep track of it and continue to add to it. Uh, there's a bunch of different apps like this that will automate these savings so that you don't have to think about it and kind of think of this as like paying yourself first, which is, uh, you know, things like Digit or Acorns, uh, where they'll round up the, uh, you know, all your purchases every time you buy something. And if it was 150, then they'll take 50 cents and round it up to two and then put that 50 cents into savings. So that way, every time you do buy something, you're actually saving some money away um, and you don't, you're hiding that from yourself. Um, if you don't necessarily need that, you know, gimmick of hiding it from yourself, then making sure that you put aside money every time you get paid, um, is another way of doing that. So you're paying yourself first and then allowing yourself to then, you know, uh, think about what other substitutions that can you make that will allow you to continue to pay yourself more, right? So, uh, let me think about, some of the common substitutions, these are going to be things that most of us like to have fun with. And so substituting them feels like we're going without or we have to deprive ourselves of these things. And they tend to, again, fall into eating out, um, going out to drinks or having fun with friends. Um, all those things we've talked about in past episodes, being able to find ways of, you know, making food with your friends um, or if you are dating, figuring out how, you know, maybe making it into making dinner together, uh, figuring out ways that you can do that so it doesn't have to be uh, this expensive outing every single time. Uh, and again, you get to then set up whatever experience you want. You can have a fancy dinner at home and you can have an easy dinner at home. Um, if you're going to be doing things with friends, is there a way that you could have uh, an evening in playing games or, uh, you know, with drinks or, you know, even doing something that's more active, like uh, some kind of craft or hobby or something like that? Um, we're big fans of Dungeons and Dragons, which is again, not everyone's cup of tea, but it's, it's a great excuse to get everybody together, uh, have a lot of fun. And we, uh, do a potluck, we have drinks. Uh, and when we do that, you know, it's a great night out and we didn't spend a lot of money, um, which is always a win. Uh, so Again, think about what is it that you feel like you're overspending in um, if you have a sense of guilt or, you know, if you've been able to identify that thing really quickly, that's probably an area that you should focus on. Uh, and I would say even trying to focus on just one of those things at a time. And like I said, don't try to cut it all the way to zero, 
but instead step it down a little bit and give yourself a goal to strive for. So just reducing the amount of money that you're spending on food is not a great goal, right? It's because that's a de- that's a state of deprivation. You instead might want to step down your spending in going out to eat because you're going to be saving money to go on a trip or uh, in my case, saving money to uh, make a dent in my credit card debt. Uh, that one becomes a little bit trickier because no one's that excited to, uh, you know, the excitement level between getting a dent in my credit card debt versus going on a trip is a different kind of excitement. Um, but for me, you know, I've gotten to the point where making dents in that credit card debt is um, the thing that makes me feel good right now. And so being able to figure out, like in my case, instead of going on a vacation or a trip, are there things that I can do around my hometown that allow me to give me that kind of staycation without having to spend a lot of money so that I can make a dent in that debt and start working towards zero on that. So I'm feeling a little rambly here, but I think the ultimate thing to take away here is that if you're going to hit certain uh, savings goals or getting out of debt goals, you need to be able to increase and improve your income to expense ratio. And there's only going to be really two ways you can do that. It's either by increasing your income or reducing your expenses. Uh, Ideally, you're going to want to do both because if you can reduce expenses and increase income, you will have a much better income to expense ratio and that margin can be used to service debt Um, invest uh, in index funds or real estate or whatever it is that you want to do, take those trips that you want to do, start a business that you've been wanting to start, whatever that looks like for you, um, having that is is key. Uh, It's one of the numbers that I included in my spreadsheet, which you can check out at howyouspendyourdays.com slash numbers. Uh, What I'm doing is I'm tracking my income and my expenses each month so that I can start to see trends in those things. And then I have a column that also calculates the income to expense ratio. And um, I'm still working towards paying myself as a freelancer more of a salary so that I have a set amount of income every month so that I can smooth that out and get rid of the erratic um, fluctuations that tend to be on the income side so that I can have a consistent income to expense ratio, consistent income, consistent um, expenses. And then whenever those things come up, those emergencies that I may need to pay for um, or you know, having you know your car insurance or going to the doctor or whatever those things are, they can be mitigated in there because we'll be able to see like, why is this month more expensive than the other month? Okay, that's when that thing happened or that's when we took that trip, or whatever that might be. I've been really focused on uh, my monthly recurring expenses. Um, Yes, there are a few things in there that are entertainment-based, like uh, Netflix and Spotify for music, Uh, but most of those things I've gotten down, you know, other than having internet at home and my bills, there's really not much else that I can cut out without, uh, that would make sense. You know, I could get rid of Uh, Netflix, but then I'm going to end up renting movies or something like that instead. So it really nets out the same and I'd rather have Netflix. Um, So I'm not trying to tell you again that you need to go cancel every subscription that you have and deprive yourself of these things. It's again, figuring out what's important to you, cut out the things that you don't care about so that you can focus on doing the things that you enjoy doing, still save in the process and uh, work towards your financial goal. 
I think that's going to do it for episode 13. Uh, I want to keep in mind that I'm not trying to get you to spend money the way that I am or save money the way that I am. Uh, I just want you to just be aware of what you're spending, how you're spending your money, uh, having intent around the purchases in your life, and just figuring out what makes sense for you. I think we all have uh, financial goals, um, desires for how our life um, can be lived day to day without the stresses of money hanging over us. And so I really like to see you uh, achieve those goals uh, w- alongside what I'm trying to do uh, on this side of the microphone. So I really appreciate you listening. Uh, I've been loving all the reviews and ratings that have been coming in. If you love the show, we'd love to have a five-star review from you. Uh, You can do that over in uh, Apple Podcasts or in iTunes. Uh, Those really help uh, other people find the show when they're searching for money podcasts and the like. Uh, And then you can uh, check us out at HowYouSpendYourDays.com. If you'd like to share your own financial goals, financial stories, whatever that might be. Um, If you're in the Reno area, we'd love to have more guests on at all times. Um, Next week, we're going to have another guest that I'm pretty excited about. So you can look out for that. And I will see you next week for episode 14. Thank you. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions.